And uh, Jr. is here. You've been filling in for me, Jr. I've I've been seeing uh, you pop up quite a few times while I was gone. Yep, tag me in. Jr. has been a rock star guest host, and as a matter of fact, the fact that he is joining us via satellite from Bora Bora <laughs> is extra special. Super super happy. He's wearing another Steel City hat. Uh, looks like he's uh cheering on his Steelers today. How'd they do? How'd they fare today? No, it was bad. We don't need to talk about <laughs> well, the Fal- Well, the Falcons won, so uh, I'm happy. Uh, the Cowboys and the Giants play tonight in about, I don't know, five minutes, I guess. We're getting Carrie Underwood's about to come on the TV, I guess. Um, but yeah, dude, it's uh, it's uh, it's been an interesting week in professional wrestling, but uh, I'm just happy that the birthday boy is, is back in oh, the saddle with um excited to have you have you back so uh i i've seen uh a little bit of wrestling in my absence um and but the thing that sticks out to me the most is there is just a thin sheet of fabric separating the audience and the crowd from the full juice robinson (laughs) like (laughs) like (laughs) <laughs> that man needs to get some better outfit get, get some better better <laughs> trunks because it's uh i feel like a strong gust of wind is gonna <laughs> do the full monty oh no <laughs> not juice robinson oh lordy pete yeah well it is it has been a uh a pretty cool uh week in pro wrestling we uh we should start uh last monday uh with the first appearance of jay uso on monday night raw uh during the uh payback pay-per-view it was revealed that jay uso would be joining the raw brand after quitting wwe the bloodline and smackdown whoa you can just quit and then come right back with you the know, wwe I, I don't make the rules man i mean i you know we could uh we could be you know out of kayfabe out of pocket here and just say well he's under contract so he's got to be there uh, and we've got to finish these, these storylines and tie things up and, and be realistic. Or I could just be the guy that says, oh, man, it's crazy that he's here now. But uh, no, it's it's cool because with Jey Uso on Raw, it gives an opportunity for him to have fresh opponents to kind of revitalize his career, uh, continue to be as over as he can be. Um, and now with him being on raw uh pretty much general manager adam pierce i don't know what adam pierce's role is i don't know if he's authority i don't know if he's just a general manager or what i don't know what his role necessarily is but he pulls jay in the hallway and he says look you know because you're on raw now a raw star has to go to the blue brand so jr i ask you first Who's it going to be, and why is it Cody Rhodes? <laughs> Cody has to finish his story, simply put. 
sure does. I mean, is is Cody going like? Well, I mean, have they given any details? Like, oh, like someone from SmackDown gets to pick. Um, you know, since Roman's the SmackDown champ or the Universal champion, does he get to call out who comes and like pulls Cody Road towards him? And then he's like, I don't. I mean, I don't know. Like, you know, if Cody's going to give back to Roman, how's he going to do it? I mean, obviously, the obvious answer is you know he could win the Rumble again, but. So I have two scenarios that play out in my mind of how this is going to go down. And one of them is they don't tell you who's going to be on SmackDown for a couple of weeks because Roman's away. And is is he just on vacation or is he injured or I think he's just I think he's just taking a break. You know, he's just he doesn't have there's no stories for him. There's no point to have him on TV right now because right now the uh, the SmackDown the whole course of SmackDown right now is Jimmy and Solo and AJ Styles. That's pretty much the deal with a little, you know, sprinkling of Judgment Day because now they have all the titles, they can do what they want. So what I think is most likely going to happen is Roman will come back in a couple of weeks and he's going to say, you know, who's this person that's supposed to be on on SmackDown from Raw, you know, show yourself, acknowledge me, all this other stuff. And either Cody's music comes on or it's WWE, so Jay's music. What about, uh, isn't John Cena back for a little bit? Yeah, he's only back for a couple weeks, but he's not going to be that guy. He's just going to be on SmackDown for a couple of weeks till the writer's strike is over uh, and they can get back to work. But it's either going to be Cody. I didn't I didn't even think about that. Like, yeah. Yeah. John Cena left left WWE to go be an actor. And it's like, That's right. well, how's that working out for you? Not uh, great right now. <laughs> yeah, I think he said he's back for like seven weeks. That's right. Yeah, so we got five more John Cena appearances before he either goes away or extends his, you know, Hollywood vacation. Uh, they need him. Fox wanted him. They paid him a shit ton of money. Why not? But like I said, Cody comes out or Jay Uso comes out because they had to keep Jay on TV to keep his, to keep him, you know, going because he's the hottest star on SmackDown right now, not named Roman Reigns. He's the most interesting one. So they had to do something to keep him relevant. I think either Cody comes out or Jay comes out. And it just, it's just the weirdest swerve of all time. It made zero sense other than just to keep Jay on TV and keep these brothers apart until they have to. JR, what do you got? Yeah, I mean, I guess if you want to see them at Survivor Series, which is, I guess, the next big pay-per-view. When is Survivor Series? November. Yeah. Yeah, so you could keep them apart and have them come back together and it'd be like a brotherly food feud over... But a Thanksgiving food fight would be hysterical. Yeah, it'd be like a little Thanksgiving food fight. I mean, they they should do this. They should, you know, tune in to Thanksgiving with the Uso family and (laughs) then like a giant... (laughs) We just happen to have the cameras here. Who would have known? Yeah, and then, you know, it's like chaos erupts at the dinner table they're beating each other with turkey legs someone uh you know puts the turkey on roman reigns head uh you know (laughs) the the cranberry sauce (laughs) flying across the room um 
you know, it's and like, then instead of chairs, they're hitting people with dinner platters. It's like those skits make with, it. Uh, Dom and uh, Ray, where they're at uh, Ray's house. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And when Dom got arrested last year during Christmas <laughs> or Thanksgiving or whenever the hell that shit was. It's just bizarre. The whole the whole thing. I personally feel like the Survivor Series, you should have at least one match where everyone is fighting with food. <laughs> it's a waste of food, no doubt. I mean, you could feed people that aren't on the show. You could feed people in town. Whatever, it's a complete waste of food, but it would it would it would be funny to watch someone get a pumpkin pie to the face. Oh yeah, well, it's Fun. like that. Uh, oh, I don't know. It's like that July Fourth uh, food fight where there's a mystery person who pied Kevin Owens, and we had to figure that out like two months later or something like that. Yeah, that's right. He was that obsessed about it. He was like, who, who pied him Kevin down? Owens? I'm pulling all the, the CCTV uh, video from the, the arena. Yeah, uh, he was in a mood about it. He was in an absolute mood about it. It was really funny. Um, I mean, I think that'd be fun because, like, how cool would it be as, like, a, a fan souvenir to, like, I got this turkey leg that, you know, Roman Reigns was doing. You know, do I eat it or do I, like, save it? Or what are you going to do? Like, freeze dry it so it never goes bad? You know, I don't know. That's that's disgusting. I, I, I completely... Um, uh take back my statement from earlier about how a food fight would be fun Gross. so when new day was <laughs> handing thrown out pancakes my buddy and i caught a pancake and they, they didn't taste half bad <laughs> 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 they, they were like those ego ones that you put in the microwave for like 30 seconds yeah <laughs> i mean oh my god and they were literally they were to the audience they were warm too so they had platters of those pancakes. They yeah. must have spent hundreds of dollars on pancakes for production. Like production must have just gone to the store, bought every goddamn pancake they could from the Kroger in the shop in, in the city and just bloop. The new or, day you know, keeping they, business. they probably just called Kellogg and said, Hey, we need a thousand of your pancakes. Probably <laughs> just got them for free. Yeah. I don't know. That's weird. I mean, but what a fun gimmick! Because like you, you, you get the audience involved oh, by yeah. throwing, by, by throwing, and like really, like normally you can't throw shit at audience members, but like, I don't know, it's okay. It's a pancake. It's a waffle. <laughs> you know, like they'll love it, and they do. And uh, it doesn't hurt if you get hit, right? <laughs> you know, well, so, guys, yeah. Uh, yeah. Well, um, Raw and SmackDown, this uh, extra little hint of how things are going to go between Jay and the mystery guy. It's going to be interesting television. We need something to spruce up the bloodline storyline desperately because it, for some reason, it's just not working with Jimmy and solo by themselves. It just, it doesn't, you know, we don't have the shtick from Paul Heyman as much. Roman's not in the picture right now. Jay's on raw. We need something. Something to desperately keep this thing going if it's going to live. Otherwise, well, I think you know you need to establish some. The thing that made the bloodline so good was like the 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 authority of Roman Reigns, like pinning somebody under his heel and like right. forcing them to do, you know, like shit they didn't want to do. And so that was the most compelling stuff. And yeah, like without Roman, that stuff's not really there. And I know they're trying. They're giving Solo a lot of time to um make him more menacing uh but yeah we'll see we'll see we'll what see. we got 
moving on to some AEW action. Uh, Collision is is really the place to be right now. Uh, with uh, CM Punk being fired, uh, officially fired, ago, fired, fired, officially fired yeah. ten days ago. Jack Perry's on on leave, whatever the hell that means. So you've got MJF and Adam Cole, Ring of Honor champions, AEW champion. And now you have this tournament to decide who's going to be MJF's next contender at Grand Slam, which is in two weeks in Flushing Meadows at the Arthur Ashe Stadium in New York. So that's going to be a fun show because I think it's outside. I don't. I think they they opened the uh, the dome. They opened the ceiling. Yeah. <laughs> they did. They they closed the ceiling for Coco Golf's win yesterday at the U.S. Open. Hey, it's was, Georgia native. George, yep. Atlanta, Atlanta, Atlanta bred, Atlanta and Florida raised, but uh, I think she was here in Atlanta for quite a while. Congratulations to Coco Golf. Yeah. Uh, after a fortnight at Flushing, the Queen of Queens takes her throne finally, and I love to see it because she's awesome. But who's going to be the next challenger for MJF? After a three week three week long tournament, we finally have our two competitors we have roddy strong roderick strong and we have samoa joe joe defeated penta pentel cero miedo and roddy defeated darby allen in a pretty good match so the real question here and i'm gonna i'm gonna defer to jr with mjf and samoa joe going back to 2016 in nxt where he shoved mjf into the door he was a security knob and as he's coming down the stage at all out he shoves him again and then there's a pull apart and everything else like this do we need samoa joe and mjf at our next at grand slam or do we like the idea of continuing this story with roddy strong the kingdom and adam cole what do we like better so if you want promos and a good wrestling storyline you go with Samoa Joe and MJF because Roderick's promo skills are exactly top notch so like you'll get good wrestling out of him he's a good worker but talking he's not exactly on the Samoa Joe level which is not very many people are but yeah I'd probably pick Samoa Joe out of them too but Jeff, I agree, disagree. Go ahead. Go ahead, Jared. Uh, I, I, I was think... going to say, if you go with the Roderick storyline, then you throw an Adam Cole in there, yeah. and it gets a little more interesting. Because does what? Adam Cole get uh, jealous if Roderick wins? And then he has a chance at the title, and then... What that makes... That, that's some good storytelling right there, though, JR. Because, yeah. like, yeah, if, if Roderick wins... You know, all of a sudden he gets the next shot at MJF, and all of a sudden, like Adam Cole's torn between his two best friends. Yep. Um, and you can keep teasing the uh Samoa Joe angle with MJF as like you know he's waiting. Um, because like, and plus, I want to see Joe as a world champion. Like he was always super close in WWE, never never got it. He got like the Shinsuke Nakamura treatment. And it's like these awesome buildups, and then it's kind of like, oh no, you you can't get it. Am I wrong there? Maybe so. I mean, I don't think you're wrong. 
I don't think you're wrong. I think that the problem with Joe was that he just continued to get injured time and time and time again Mm. in his run in WWE. I mean, he did great things in NXT, but as soon as he got on the main roster, he got hurt. And then he comes back and he gets hurt. And Triple H loved Joe. Who doesn't love Joe? Joe's a, uh, Joe is a legit badass. He is a black belt in multiple disciplines of martial arts. Um, he's a submission wrestler, and he's a great promo. So yeah. he has everything that you would want in a champion. He's got size. He's got speed. He's he's you know he's just fun to watch. I love when he just kind of gently walks away when people do things. <laughs> Penta Penta did a uh, did a plancha over the top rope to go take out Joe and Joe just kind of walked away gingerly <laughs> and then Penta goes through the fucking table and it's just like, Oh, that was a fun spot. And Joe's just standing there like, Oh, yeah, look at that. Yeah. That, that, that's my favorite thing that Joe does is when somebody goes for a spot, he just gently walks away. Casually <laughs> strolls. Yeah. It's hysterical. So. Um, anyway. I, I think, you know, this could be a, a truly shining moment for AEW because you have, you know, the continuation of the Adam Cole angle, you know, and depth with that. And you have the Samojo MJF angle that has been, you know, clearly that those seeds have been planted, you know, six years ago or seven years ago. So um, could be, I mean, it, you, you kind of have two diamonds. And so if you can thread that needle, that's what I'm looking forward to. Yeah. Third third option third option wednesday night on dynamite it's the main event adam cole gets involved it's disqualification mjf strolls out and he's trying to establish himself as as, as a baby face in the company why doesn't he just take them both on it's a triple threat match and that way he looks strong by defeating Roddy or Joe because Adam Cole's going to have to get involved. The the kingdom's going to get involved. When it, in triple threat matches there's no rules. The uh the champion does not have an advantage. He can he doesn't have to be pinned, all this other shit. So why not have that match end in controversy on Wednesday night and then have a triple threat where Adam Cole and the kingdom get involved. Roddy gets his head kicked off. MJF pins him, and then the storyline continues, and then Joe can have his one-on-one match because he never got pinned. What do you think, Jr.? Yeah, that that could work. There's a it works. Yeah, it works. Who? Because you've got to, you've got to continue this story between these people and with Roddy and the Kingdom and Adam Cole and MJF, and then you just kind of throw Samoa Joe into the mix. It, it doesn't necessarily make sense, but it helps MJF look stronger in mm. a retention yeah so i mean i mean roddy's probably the weakest out of three so it doesn't hurt him if he right. gets pinned so no what if what if it builds to the the triple threat and then you know adam cole gets back in and make it a fatal four-way oh my god <laughs> like or, or the triple be... threat happens then they make it to the, the the four-way like that could be fun that would be the best way for adam cole to win the title Honestly, does Roddy take the fall? <laughs> I think Roddy has to take the fall. I don't, Ooh. I don't, I don't see. I mean, does he do it on purpose? For yeah, that? I don't know. 
I don't see any situation where Roddy doesn't take the fall. In that situation, triple threat, fatal four way, etc. I don't see anywhere he does it because Joe is the TV title. Joe's the TV champion, so he's got to look strong. MJF's the champ, so he's got to look strong. Adam Cole and Roderick Strong with this mini feud, with this side side journey. It's it's the only side quest, as they call it. It's the only thing that has any purpose. Why why are we putting these four people together? Why? What what good does this do anybody? It is it's almost just like well, we backed ourselves into a corner. Now we got to figure our way out. Well, which is not something through man. Which is not something that AEW does very often. They don't they don't paint themselves into a corner all that much. That's more of a WWE gimmick. But as of right now, you know, who 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 do you got? Who do you got that's a even snowball's chance in hell contender for MJF's title? Who you got? You got Joe. That's it. Yeah, because what Wardlow disappeared off this earth. Oh, yeah. What did happen to Wardlow? <laughs> I, I don't know, man. He just took a little time off, you know? Okay. You know, gonna grow his hair back out? Probably. I mean, Miro's over here, you know, fighting with his wife. You know, uh, Hobbs. I did see Lana showed up. Yeah, Powerhouse Hobbs. They don't know what the hell to do. Sorry, with CJ him, Perry. Don't know what to do with Powerhouse Hobbs. Poor guy. They give him gimmick after gimmick after gimmick, but they they only half ass push him. And he's is a, a QT TV still on? Yes, but I, it's it. I haven't seen anything going on with that. It just just it doesn't make sense. Ricky Starks is fighting Danielson. You know, just there's so many people who could be championship material to face MJF. And you've just got them doing side quests at this point. It's just we've yeah. got to have them on TV. Eddie Kingston's battle on Claudio right now for the ROH title and the NJ, NJPW open weight title. So who you got? I mean, you really don't have anybody. You're not going to put the belt on Swerve, which is a shame because he's great. You're not going to put the belt on Keith Lee, which is a shame because he's great. You know, Wardlow's somewhere. Um, Darby Allen, no. Sammy Guevara, you got him playing grab ass with Jericho. You, uh, Jack Perry's, you know, not going to be world champion. I just, I don't see that ever happening for him. So who you got? You know, Big Bill is a damn sidekick for Ricky Starks. You know, Moxley's got a damn international title. Orange Cassidy's beat to shit. So who you who do you got? Like honestly, who do you got? Rob, how do you really feel about this? <laughs> <laughs> it's so all right. <laughs> all right. CM Punk's gone. Kenny Omega is playing grab ass with Don Callis, okay? Jericho's not in the scene. A lot of your top caliber workers in AEW are off doing side quests. And it... What do you, what do, you do? Like, how do you make MJF look strong? How do you give him good competition? You know, your, your, your champion is only as good as the competition that he has. 
Yep. And if he's just going in there and phoning it in and going against, you know, mid carters, there's going to, they're not going to care. So who do you elevate? And I give it to chef first and then to JR. Who do you elevate after this? If MJF retains, who can you elevate to the next level? Um, I think you could, we got uh, one name that was not mentioned that we, that I always felt got a little screwed over. Uh, Hangman Adam Page, man. Yeah. Uh, like it, I, it, CM Punk came back and they're like, all right, Adam, you know what to do, right? And it's like, fuck you. Like, I've been here, I've been putting my dude, my dues. Uh, you know, he got through a drinking problem and, you know, he became out on top of the world and he's been kind of sidelined and with no good reason except for, you know, uh, the dark order kind of turning on him. But I think there's a prime opportunity to give him a push again. Um, but you know, I, I think, yeah, I mean, I, I think Adam Page is, is if there was going to be somebody else, it would be, it should be him. JR, how do you feel about Adam Page potentially dethroning MJF for the title? Uh, I, I think it could happen, but I have two other people that we haven't mentioned. Okay. The new face of Collision, the Switchblade, Jay White, Ooh, uh, or fan. Alistair Black. You know, I like that a lot. Because he hasn't like done much in his tenure in AEW other than the uh, trios titles. I think that's the only titles he's had, right? Yes. It's the trios, yeah. Yes. And those are two top-notch guys. Yeah. I'm a, big, I'm a big fan of Jay White. Uh, seeing him in Ring of Honor when he was an NJ, uh, when he was a New Japan young boy, uh, young lion, as they say. Um, that guy had all the tools. And it was weird to me when he left Japan, how everybody said he was going to go to WWE, he was ready for NXT, blah, blah, blah. And then he just shows up on AEW. And it's just like, hey, okay. Just fantastic. Great swerve. Great introduction for that guy. Um, but yeah, you're right. I think with enough timing, Jay White could be the next guy. I, I kind of like that. I think I think that's an excellent. Assessment. Well, I, I think it's good because it also it gives AEW like an actual like an actual villain with the title, you know. Because as much as MJF says he you know he's the devil, it's like, dude, we all love you, man. Like we know you're lying. You're not that bad. Um, but yeah, JY could be cool. And that, that's the thing, like with heels having the titles, like that's that's how you create some of your best faces and your best good guys of like, you know, no one can uh, you know, stop the you know uh Megatron or whatever, and all of a sudden someone's gotta dig down or uh uh Frieza or Vegeta. Someone's got to dig down uh, deep and power up, power the fuck up, and, you know, pull something out of their ass. Whether it's a spirit bomb or Super Saiyan or cutting somebody's tail off. Yes, I've watched my fair share of Dragon Ball Z people. You sure have. Um, <laughs> so, no, I, I think there's a lot of good... Um, I, I, dude, it, JR, like, now that you... The Switchblade, it's, that's a good one. That is a good one. I like that a lot. I think that uh, I think that shows a lot of promise. Um, 
the thing that they are doing with um, Bullet Club Gold on Collision right now, just when they bring out the cardboard cutout of oh, Jay White, good. and then Jay White comes out with his cardboard cutout, and it's just. I don't know. It's just it's just fun. I mean, they're they're definitely not taking it too too seriously. Obviously, um, Ryan is a big fan of Juice Robinson. Uh, <laughs> it's, it's, it's not going too far. I'm just saying he, <laughs> he needs to talk to wardrobe. Yeah. So we're gonna have we're gonna have a good week uh, with the finals of this Grand Slam tournament. I think that's gonna be great. And then we have. Uh, Soraya's next opponent, we have Britt Baker, Sheeta. We have. Oh, Jay Cargill came back. Jay Cargill did come back. Yeah, you're mm-hmm. right. I want to touch on that in just one second. But I, what, right now, Soraya's next opponent is going to be somebody between Tony Storm, Hikaru Sheeta, Britt Baker, and then there's someone else in that match that I cannot remember. And I feel stupid that I don't know who it is. But. Ruby? No, it's not Ruby. It's um, oh, for the life of me, I cannot remember. But either way, it looks like we're gonna get Tony Storm and Soraya for the women's championship. Jr., how do you like this new gimmick that Tony Storm <laughs> has, where it's this crazy zany, like fifties, forties, fifties pinup model film character, where she's just doing stupid stuff like using mayonnaise as moisturizer and just everything's bizarre about yes. this character yeah, that's the word i like to use i'm a big fan yeah i was gonna use bizarre because it is truly bizarre but yeah. it, it, it it makes for some damn good television it, yeah I mean, you know like you what it's a train wreck like you, you can't not look away like what is gonna happen now you know what, what? What's going? What? What? What is Renee going to say that's going to trigger her into doing something else? You know, uh, watch out for that shoe. Watch out for the shoe. And she chucks the shoe. <laughs> um, I'm 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 excited. I think you know, like, I kind of feel the AEW women's division being kind of split between Collision and Dynamite is a little weakens it a little bit. Like, you could there's enough people and there's enough time. There's enough women in their division that they could, you know, make it ever evolving and revolving. But, you know, with Jade Cargill back, like, I mean, it's not like they're going to let her not stomp people. Yeah. Um, And, you know, but it'd be cool. I would love to see Jade Cargill versus, you know, Sheeta or, you know, these, you know, Britt Baker, um, like people who, uh, paved the way for the company but also who are also good wrestlers and you I, know, think, I, I, just, I just don't want them to be like all right jade's back give her back the belt yeah i don't necessarily want to see that happen either but i feel like that's probably the move uh nyla rose is the fourth woman in that uh mm. four-way eliminator uh match with Britt, sheeta and tony so she's nyla rose is the fourth um I, I hate to say that all three of these women are kind of irrelevant in this match other than Tony, but it looks like that's just the way it's going to be. Um, Britt Baker being a face right now is just, it, no one likes it. 
you know, everybody, she, she's so strong as a heel. Um, Sheeta is one of the best faces in the company and turning her heel would be foolish. You know, Nyla Rose is Nyla Rose. I mean, she's held a title. She's, she's done her part. She's a force. But at the end of the day, you know, who do you want to see in that match against Soraya? And it just, it's Tony Storm. It's the only one. She's the only one that makes any sense at all. Um, yeah. I was away for, and I missed it. What happened to uh, Rick Baker's friend? Uh, Jamie Hader? Jamie Hader, yeah. What happened to Jamie? Injury. Oh. I think it was the knee again. I'm not sure, but I, I, I'm yeah, like, yeah, mm, that sucks. I think that it was sucks. the knee. That does suck because she was on a roll. Tony Storm beat her for that title at uh, one of the shows. I can't remember which one it was, but it was like three or four months ago. And then Sheeta won the belt for a week or two. And then Soraya has it now with uh, Tony Storm, Soraya, Sheeta, and Britt Baker in the four way at All In. Mm-hmm. So, you know, it was, it was, an, I mean, it was a great moment for Soraya because she won the title at Wembley in the UK her family were there and with her neck the the way it is this is probably like her swan song in the ring so what better way to give that woman a moment which is probably going to be her last moment is uh Soraya like is she talking about you know, hang up the boots or she's just the next starting to feel it again, you know, type of things. You know, I I don't know. Uh, To me, I would think that whenever you have a serious injury to to your neck, especially Mm -hmm. you're on borrowed time as an athlete. It doesn't matter if you're an MMA fighter. doesn't matter if you're a football player. doesn't matter if you're a wrestler basketball player any sport where there could be any any potential contact to the head and the neck you really got to be careful i mean even soccer players heading the ball mm-hmm. you know i mean you, you go you go down after heading the ball and you paralyze from from the waist down i mean that ain't that ain't something to fuck with you know it's scary shit and you know wwe have had a couple of wrestlers that you know, we're paralyzed from the neck down. Darren Drozdoff being one. Yep. Uh, Stone Cold Steve Austin was almost a paraplegic when Owen Hart, Paul drove him into the ring in 1996 or 95 or 96. And we almost never got Stone Cold Steve Austin. Yep. So, you know, you just got to be careful. I mean, Adam Copeland's career was was cut short. Daniel Bryan's career, he lost several years. Soraya lost several years. Edge. Edge, yeah. Is the risk worth the reward? And a lot of people are going to say yes. Big E? Yep, Big E is another one. Is the risk worth the reward? And almost every competitive athlete, myself included, would say yes. I get it. I mean, yeah, especially if you get get back and then you get another shot. Like, Mm -hmm. you, you would tear your skin off your face if you did walk away. And lost that window where you could have returned and like for what you love what you have passion for um i get it i I totally get it i sit here all the time thinking about the barbell man all the time 
And, you know, someday I'll be able to get back to it. But, you know, for right now, I get so much fulfillment from coaching and watching mm-hmm. these kids, you know, win and be successful and 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 build their self-esteem. It's just, it's, you know, I mean, it's, 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 it's almost better, honest to God. I mean, it's almost better. So it's, it's a diff, it's just a different, it's a different shot of serotonin. Really, mm-hmm. really, truly. It's a different shot. So, well, guys, let's uh, shift gears here. Um, something I wanted to touch on that I thought was kind of cool. Um, Friday night, Impact had their victory road show. And the results are are pretty pretty simple and pretty straightforward. But one that I really wanted to touch on was the digital media championship between champion Kenny King and Tommy Dreamer. Now, leading up to this match, Tommy Dreamer had said that if he does not win the match against Kenny King, he will retire. So it was a 35-year career in pro wrestling versus a title. Now, without guessing, without, without knowing the outcome of that match, would anyone like to take a guess on who won that match? Tommy Dreamer. JR? Uh Tommy Dreamer. <laughs> so yeah, it's crazy because you know we're we're doing a career versus title match, and it's 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 not even like it's the world championship; it's the digital media championship. Okay, it well, is. The what does that mean? Like, so impact I mean, is, is that? Go ahead. Like it, TV title. The title. <laughs> it's 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 the it's the internet championship. You know, it's 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 the Matt Cardona, it's the Zack Ryder internet championship. They just they right. made a belt. <laughs> They needed a belt, so they just said, "Fuck it, we're making a belt." And I mean, it's fine, you know, if if it if it's a low to mid card belt that helps elevate somebody to the next level, then great. But it's not the world championship. It's not the Impact World Championship. It's not the Ring of Honor Championship. Not mm-hmm. a It's not. It's not a world championship. It's just a secondary, if not tertiary, title that Tommy Dreamer has now won from Kenny King. And I like Tommy Dreamer. I think Tommy Dreamer is fantastic. Loved watching him in ECW. But JR, what are we doing? It's 2023. Why why does a man in his 50s need to win a third rate title? Um, no what, what good what good does this do anybody? <laughs> I have no clue. What are they thinking? Like impact. What are you doing? I, well, it was Tommy Dreamer like, talking about leaving, and they're like, "Well, hang on, we got this cared for you." You I know, mean, and... a, I mean, he's a producer for Impact Wrestling. I think he might even be like a like a second or third VP of the company. Yeah, I have no clue what they're doing. I like the, why? What are you doing, Tommy Dreamer? Please come on the show and explain yourself. We yeah, love, I'd love that. You're great. But please come on the show and explain yourself. We will give you all the time in the world because you're an amazing human being and your stories are probably just amazing outstanding. But what why or why why this <laughs> why the the hell? Help me help you. Help me to understand. It's um it's a dark, lonely world out there. I know in those rings, like where two people enter. Sometimes one person leaves, <laughs> and they, they they cut off the camera, and all of a sudden, you know, both people leave. But you know, yeah. it's uh, when it comes to the digital media, 
that is i mean everything's digital now like did, actually rob no let me let me let me let me drop some knowledge on you Let's you want to knowledge i mean a completely unhinged theory <laughs> um digital media title everything's digital now everything's media so technically that is probably bigger than the world title considering you could be on you, you could put his face on every single digital tablet in the world if you wanted to it's bigger than that tommy dreamer owns the internet now <laughs> J- JR, you uh, you want to help me out here? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I have no clue why they are putting the title on Dreamer. Did did you did you take the red pill this morning, Ryan? Is that what happened? <laughs> I might have. Uh, you know, it's the uh, took a red pill to get over the hangover. <laughs> uh, that's it. That's it's kind of where I was going. Uh, Lord of mercy. Um, I like I do like to know I mean, I like knowing Tommy's still out there performing because like yeah like most of the time when wrestlers you know quote unquote retire you know they yeah. do get you know behind the behind the curtain and still give back like you see Dean Malenko working with AEW all the time um you know and it's just it, it's yeah like no one no one leaves the life no absolutely yeah, not. Dean's not wrestling though yeah true. <laughs> The man of a thousand folds is not wrestling. Dude, Dean, dude, Dean, Dean Malenko's story is so sad. Like it, it really is sad. Like from what I understand, I don't know if this is true or not, but I think it is. I think that he has like an early onset uh, Parkinson's disease. Which, if that if it's true, it, that that's just heartbreaking because I work with lots of individuals with mm-hmm. Parkinson's, and you know it it it's been really it's it's been very rewarding you know, helping these folks live a better life, but you just know that you can help, but there's only so much you can do. And so, I mean, it's, it's, it's tough, but, uh, you know, again, love those people. They're, they're a lot of fun and they got a lot of life left in them and they like to laugh and they like to do the things, you know, they like to lift and work out. So the camaraderie is good. But uh, no, for Tommy Dreamer, you know, seeing him in the ring still is 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 great. It's inspiring. He actually had on the uh, the Terry Funk uh, red black in uh, gray striped pants. Oh, nice! Mm-hmm. And, and so uh, maybe it was maybe it was all the pieces fit for that moment. But you know, I'd I'd still like to know what the booking and thought process was for making him the digital media champion for impact you know it's it's you know when someone has those matches of like you know if i lose i'll retire they're always like oh never mind then they're they're gonna keep going they're they're not gonna retire you know except for sean michaels man rick Uh, flair rick flair's on his eighth retirement man i don't want to hear you (laughs) kiss has been on their farewell tour since 1998 (laughs) like the the hell and the stones yeah and the stones uh but no i i think you know it's it's every now and then you get somebody who's like oh yeah like like cody rhodes did like oh if i lose i'll never challenge for the title again you're like well clearly you're gonna win like oh shit you lost oh shit you lost uh how's this gonna work out and again i still think before cody left aew he should have turned heel and be like i own this company like i started it i can do what i want and if I'm going to break a promise, then I'm breaking a promise and like go out there and send like worker after worker after worker. And 
it was right after Adam Page won that I I, th- I thought of this theory. Like he should send out a whole group of people, beat the shit out of Adam Page, and just go out there and like pin him and just take the title, and like be the big boss of like I've never had my due. I'm just gonna take it. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> and you know the 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 heat would be nuclear. Oh yeah. But would he be the Cody Rhodes that he is in WWE? If he had done that, no. Plus, it would be like you—you you didn't win the title, dude. You just, you stole it. So, right. you know, and this is all before we before he left AEW. So that's that, yeah. that's where I came from. He, in my opinion, he loses a massive amount of credibility wherever else he goes. If they do that, but I love the idea. I think that it it would have been a perfect way to set him up as the biggest heel in the company, but. You know, his daddy was a faith almost his entire career, baby. <laughs> JR, I'll give you the last word. Anything you want to talk about wrestling related before we log off tonight? Uh, I think the Dudley Boys signed legend contracts with WWE. Really? What, what does that What does that mean? Like they 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 don't. They're not there like all the time, but they'll pop in mm. every once in a while. I'm not sure if it's true. Yeah, they kind of came across the, the interwebs, Word Circle, Reddit page. Yeah, so it's interesting that you say that because Impact Wrestling just had their thousandth. Um, they had their thousandth episode airing um, this Thursday on Access, and looking through the spoilers. Um, Scott Demore comes out. We have um, Gail Kim comes out. They do a video, and then they decide they're going to have a match. So the match is going to be the Beautiful People versus Team Trinity later the night. Mickey James actually came out during this. Uh, Team 3D actually had a match. Uh, Bully and Devon had a match. They fought the Desi Hit Squad. They did a bubble bomb, uh, et cetera, et cetera. And then in the women's match, in the women's match, you had Trinity, Awesome Kong, Gail Kim, Mickey James, and Jordan Grace against Angelina Love, Tasha Steele, Savannah Evans, Giselle Shaw, and Deanna Perrazzo. Awesome Kong gets the pin after hitting the implant buster. And the kicker is that at this victory road, pay-per-view on Wednesday PCO defeated Bully Ray in a anything goes match so you might be correct in saying that this was a swan song in a way for Team 3D to get their Legends contracts WWE I had not heard that um, but if that's true that's a tremendous piece of news yeah I thought Awesome Kong retired <laughs> speaking yeah. of yeah, she did. So did Gail Kim. So did like okay. all those okay. people. It was well, just like uh, uh, Awesome Kong was in WWE for like a minute. Yeah. Right. Why did she not stay? Yeah, like I, I know WWE has like we want everyone to look like a fresh wrestler, and then they got like buff and sexy, you know, all that stuff. I'm not a hundred percent sure, but I think that she got pregnant, and yes. then yeah. they just released her from her contract because she asked to be released from her contract. They're like, yep. yeah, okay. 
Yeah. Okay. That's, I mean, that, dude, that's, that's, that's yeah. good enough reason about, as of any. Yeah. I mean, I think that's such a such a beautiful endeavor for uh, a female performer wanting to be a mother. I mean, sure. Becky did it. Uh, Trish uh, walked away from the ring to have her children. Uh, and, you know, she's better than ever. I mean, she really is. And Becky is is just as good as she was before, you know, she went off to have her child. So, I mean, it's 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 such a wonderful sentiment. You know, people want to start their families and, and mm. live their lives and do stuff. And, you know, I think it's pretty cool. They have their own tour bus. She and Seth have their own tour bus. They take their daughter with them to to the shows. And That's she's cool. going to she's going to grow up in the industry. Kind of the way Stephanie and and, and Shane did. So, I mean, it's you know, it's, it's cool. You know, I think it's I think it's I think it's cool. So, but congratulations to Impact on 1,000 episodes uh, airing this Thursday on Access TV. Um, JR, you got anything else, man? No, I think I'm good. Cool. Well, good show, guys. Chef, I am, we are thrilled to have you back, pal. It's good to be back. Um, Yeah. Well, anything else? I got nothing, dude. I'll, I'll, I'll have some more stuff uh, soon. Um, once I get caught up. But... Sweet. Well, in that case, until next time, check us out on YouTube. They The kids love the YouTube. We got the YouTube. We got the Spotify, the Apple podcast, the Amazon podcasts. And someday we'll be on, on Sirius XM radio alongside it, our friends at busted open radio it, it's all on the world wide web Ava greca return my calls <laughs> <laughs> maybe anyway happy wrestling guys we'll see you next week this has been better music. Than play us out <laughs>